0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 133. We have Adam Fiat here. So this is Dean and Andrew usually does the intros, but we're kind of in like a weird situation just because we've kind of released episodes in weird orders just because of this whole COVID thing. We wanted to release the Mark Fisher, Chad Landers episode out earlier to kind of get everyone that's in gym ownership or in the fitness industry just that information because it was kind of pertinent to the situation going on. But Adam is from PN Nutrition. So he's one of those cool people that we kind of have been given and we've had the opportunity to interview, which is actually like awesome because we like to put forth people who are kind of doing things in the industry that may not have a huge Facebook following or huge Instagram following. Um, Adam's a PhD candidate in sport and exercise psychology and he's the assistant director of performance nutrition at Precision Nutrition. And long story short is we just get into talks about what covid's doing kind of in the environment right now and what's the landscape look like and we kind of just have a discussion about that that kind of just snowballs into sports psychology psychology stress and i think that you'll really like this one everyone from pn that we've had on has been quite amazing so this was an awesome chat so hopefully you enjoy it
1: shut up and sit down
2: Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. So if you're a regular weekly listener, you may have picked up on the fact that this is actually the first one we recorded about four or five weeks as Dean was traveling in Costa Rica. The world has changed rather dramatically in the space of time um, where we, you, even from when we recorded the the last round of these, and now we're obviously in the middle of a lockdown. Uh, we're dealing with the coronavirus, COVID-19. And so listening right now, you're either in one of two places. One is you're listening to it as it's been released, which means you're right in the middle of it. Or maybe you're lucky enough to hear my voice six months down the road as you're going back through an archive of episodes and you're just kind of getting a glimpse of what we're dealing with right now as you remember it. So
0: it sounds like a movie. Like, you know, when they're like, they like if you're, if you're seeing this video right now, we're all dead. Totally. <laughs> and the, the world ended, here's what you need to know.
2: I I actually kinda do hope you're listening to this as the crisis has passed. Um, But obviously this episode will go heavily into this territory and today we've got Adam Fight on. Uh, We'd arranged this before all this stuff started cascading down and Adam's a PhD candidate in sports and exercise psychology. And he's the Assistant Director of Performance Nutrition at Precision Nutrition. Uh, we've, we have just had Krista Scott Dixon on, and then we've got Craig Weller on next week. He's another PN guy. Because recently, we've just been doing a run on uh, all
1: the great PN people we have. So welcome, Adam. It's really great to have you. Hey, great introduction. I, I appreciate just kind of laying it down and really reminding us where we are right now, but where we can be. But it's an honor to be here with you guys today, so I appreciate
2: it. No, no we've been really looking forward to it. Uh, Glad that we were still able to do it. I guess we some of us have a little more time than others. I've actually been trying to arrange a few guests. Uh, we reached out to Spencer Adelsky, who's a good friend, and uh, Yoni Friedhoff. And I'm going to try to get Yoni on Spencer's too busy right now. Uh, and we have managed to arrange Mark Fisher for the very near future. Nice. So some people actually, they're more ramped up and busy due to what's going on, but some people actually have a little bit of extra time. So hopefully we'll get that we've otherwise... Uh, uh, you know, ha- have just been too busy to get back on here. But let's jump right into it because I going to say
0: let's 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 let's. How's PN? Like, I, I, this is like a personal question. how is PN changing? Or like, has there been any discussions around that? Just because like you'd be right in the middle of like all this online education thing, which I would assume would kind of blow up in a bit. But what
1: are your guys? Yeah, going no, it's it's a great question, Bean. Thank you. So. I'm sure you guys are familiar with, but we've partnered up with a lot of the industry's leader in health, fitness and nutrition. So, you know, we now have, we're part of the coalition of uh, essentially health and uh, fitness leaders. And so, you know, it's really had us, I think the key term that's been happening a lot is the word pivot, right? And it's something you know, pivoting is simply changing directions. It's not going in the complete opposite one. And you know, when we talked about some of the notes for today, that was a big piece for us. So we may have pivoted a little bit. Maybe that's in terms of when we're launching our products, because you know, obviously it's important for us for, as a company to provide as much value as possible, but we have to understand where we are in the world right now. So I know a couple of things that have happened recently that we've been very proud of is, is we've opened up our pro coach software. So our, our coaching software for free for I believe the first 90 days and you know that is just a huge value add because we've had a ton of edits ton of additions and just a lot of value add to that over the last couple months so we're really proud to get that out there and we've got some things up our sleeves I I, I don't know exactly which aces and how many but I know that our, our team especially our leadership team has really uh, done a nice job, you know, setting the path for what we can do for the industry to, you know, not only keep it going during this time, but also to just continually produce results for everybody that's involved. So uh, proud of what we've done and even more proud of what we're about to accomplish. So thank and you to everybody that's been like a part of it.
0: The stigma around like sales or free stuff with a lot of these companies where they're like, oh, why would you do this in this, in this time? And it's just like some of the time, like goodwill and like just transparency with some of the stuff essentially buys you customers in the long term, and like maybe it doesn't have to be altruistic, but you can still make money in the future and still give away stuff now or discount stuff. Like I don't, I think that it's interesting how bigger companies are doing it because there's some people that I think are doing it wrong and I like alienating themselves. And there's other people who are like embracing this, like it's a pivot and it's an, yeah. opportunity, an opportunity in the shitstorm. But I mean, why wouldn't you do that when you can help people and help your business? And, and
1: what's, what's awesome about that, I, I want to take a lesson from my daughter's gymnastics studio. So my daughter's five years old. We go to gymnastics once a week, right? It's, it's not a big investment, but it's, again, at that age with kids where it's an activity with everything. And so small business, and they're closing down. And what they're doing is essentially they're asking for everybody's help. Can you, can you keep paying so we can keep doing the, the graveyard, the skeleton operations, essentially the overhead? And we will credit that to you when this whole thing passes us. So, when I first got the email, I'm like, oh, come on. Like, obviously, we're there once a week. You know, we're not going to be doing it anymore. We end up canceling. But when I started reading the email and, and understanding where the place they were coming from is, is they, they want to help us too. Hey, help us keep the lights on now so we don't lose our lease, so we don't lose our contract. And all of the money and all the value you're putting into the business now, we're going to credit you back when things get rolling again. So, essentially, it's it's like pre buying or pre paying. And so, I think that's an awesome strategy here. Or as coaches, I've seen a lot on the internet, I'm sure you guys have too, of, hey, I'm still here. I wanna provide you a service. It might be a different service right now. Mm -hmm. What do you feel comfortable paying? And if it's a lot, if it's not a lot, we'll figure it out. But I am in this with you throughout this process. We can still find a way to get results. So I think there's a lot of lessons we can learn from each other. Happening
0: but right no now. one knows the right answer. Like there's, I think Mike, we, I was in Costa Rica with Mike Nelson and like Eric Helms. Oh,
1: nice. You were down at the muscle camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Talking about this, this pricing structure. Cause like this COVID thing was happening while we're there and we're all fucking scared. We can't leave and all these products getting released. And Ben wants to do his course and Mike wants to do his course and I was just like, why don't you just put it out on Facebook? Like, ask the people what they think. Like, should I do this? And should I discount it? Should I have variable pricing? I'm like, let people kind of decide for you as opposed to thinking you're being sleazy and all this stuff. Because again, the people who are going to be hating on it are going to hate on it anyways. But I think there's a good, I guess the masses have good ideas that we might not necessarily think of in the moment.
2: There's something really important that needs to be said. There's nothing unethical about trying to retain income yeah. And survive, and there's nothing unethical about trying to promote and grow your brand, even at a time of crisis. Uh, absolutely, there are ways that are sleazy, and I think we can see through those things. And and I think right now people need to be aware of scams. I've been aggressively reporting these Facebook ads of these bogus-looking sites that are offering these, you know, the $600 Bowflex dumbbells for $89, and. Really, it's a good idea to report these things aggressively because these are scams. People and people are posting in there saying that for the money it looks shady, but someone who's desperate right now, I mean, a pair of adjustable dumbbells is better than gold at this point. Very hard to get your hands on, and everybody wants some home gym equipment. So, outside of the obvious scams, uh, and especially if it's someone that you you know to be a reputable person, then if someone is marketing their their product you know let's say you get a megan callaway doing her you know her land miner push up pull up stuff which actually kind of works really well right now i saw dean somerset he was sort of asking people if he f- felt it was appropriate to, to put some something out and and i think over and him and tony jennicor overwhelmingly people responded and said yeah you know like you guys are like honorable ethical guys <laughs> i don't think anybody would think for a second those two guys were trying to profiteer off of the situation so I, I want coaches to understand it's really okay to turn around and go, Hey, uh, you know, I'm trying to to do some online coaching. Uh, one of the things I switched to doing is I'm doing some Skype video training for some of my clients because, well, some of like obviously the gym I was working in closed down and I set up a home gym and, and I, up to this point, I've been able to do a very limited amount of training I'm across the room. <laughs> I'm cleaning everything that anybody touches, you know, and, I'm, and as long as I'm allowed to, and I have a very small group of people that I, that I trust and who feel comfortable, then good. And and a lot of them have said, Hey, you know, this is really important for my mental health and we should definitely dive into that. So I'm being super, super careful as long as I'm technically allowed to do so. But even then I'm going to pivot to try to Skype train with some people. And some of my clients have overall been like, Hey, listen, we want to support you. We understand what's going on, but they also see the value for themselves. So there's nothing wrong with trying to actually pay your bills and and retain your livelihood.
0: And using pro coach as an example, like, like, (laughs) It kind of works out in your favor on all aspects. You get to give some goodwill back to the trainers; they get to test the product. If you're doing what you think you're doing and it's that good, there'll be customers in the future, and it's it's like a win-win-win-win. And like when I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's a, the platform's already built. Like, what's, there's not not really any harm because people aren't going to pay for it now anyways if they weren't going to pay for it.
1: And right, and I and I think what's awesome there is why Pro Coach has been so successful is because the content's already there. So we get this mass shift in trying to provide income, right? Like Andrew was talking about shifting our, our complete business system and structure to now I have to go online, but I don't have the time to make all of this content because I was doing one-on-ones or I was doing it in-house. So a system like ProCoach or any other type of online delivery where you already have the content and now with, with our beta program, you can now rearrange all the habits. So it used to be the, the, what we call the legacy program was, hey, this was the curriculum. It's award-winning. It's been you know, clinically backed. But now coaches have the opportunity to pick and choose and move things based more on on where your client is. So the, the fact that I can now deliver it online and it's already done for me and now I can actually do what I do best and that's coach. That that's a huge value, especially in a time like this.
0: And you didn't and it, it's like not I don't think people are bashing on pro coach, but there's like people actually like getting mad about people like kind of timing things. There's products timed that didn't understand there was a quarantine coming, and it's just shit timing, you know what I mean? So it's like I don't know i guess i just don't like people being negative about it in this because essentially trainers are going to get decimated if they don't pivot and they don't get the support so to like trash on them for doing so it just seems crazy i
2: think dean you just said something i want to jump on this too because i posted about recently if you're in the industry right now and you're taking this opportunity to to fight the same heavy little squabbles and battles and negative things your your energy is completely misplaced and and i'm actually going to say this very explicitly I think right now is a great time to mass unfollow people in your network. You may like them, they may be your friends, but there are people who are doing a lot of different things. And one is the same people who are fighting those negative battles. But two, unfollow both the people who are on the extreme ends of this current situation. Unfollow the people who are pretending that there's nothing going on. But this is gonna sound kind of interesting. Some people might disagree. Unfollow the people who are pushing hysterical negativity about the worst case scenario, because we got to ride this out regardless. But if you got people who are pumping out all the nastiest, scariest stuff about how bad this is, that shit is going to do more harm through your mental health, your anxiety levels. And I've actually unfollowed some reputable people who I like personally, because I'm just like, I really don't think they actually deep down want to help people. I think they want to freak people so fucking bad that I don't, I don't get what, what their issue is. So, and I am tuning that crap out completely. I think everyone should.
0: You're talking about a social media quarantine.
2: I, I absolutely think that's a wonderful, and it's a good way to say it. Uh, in fact, that would make a really good title for this episode. Um, I, I think you should selectively quarantine what you're closing yourself on your social media because uh, I think a lot of us, me the first week, I had a really rough week of of anxiety and I'm not someone who deals with that because I was overwhelmed with the stuff. Now I've leveled off, but I had a very hard time unplugging from social media. Uh, and in times of stress, uh, we have less emotional energy to make decisions and especially like the things that related to willpower. And it's much easier to get sucked into and locked into the cycle of scrolling social media
0: let's actually ask Adam something, because otherwise we'll just talk shit about
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love sitting here, man. This is good stuff. We're just, you know, hanging out and a bunch of, bunch of dudes talking about training and what not to do. So
0: Essentially, you came on, and Andrew and I were bitching about it, and then you are like, oh yeah, I got something to add to it. And like, oh yeah, we're all in this together, and it's, <laughs> I haven't seen anyone for a while, so it's like, oh, let's talk about this. But there's this idea, so Andrew, I'm just going to skip ahead, because yeah, okay. both the industry is under stress. Gyms are closed, and many coaches are worried about their livelihoods. So I guess from your perspective, what can people do right now to weather the current storm? And and what can trainers and nutrition coaches do to set themselves apart for a strong rebound and for prosperity long term?
1: Yeah, so I think one way to really look at it is instead of thinking about like the tactics and strategies right now, really come back to yourself. And and I really like, you know, at PM, we talk a lot about self-compassion and a lot of Kristen Neff's works. But, you know, the first principle is to really Realign yourself is with common humanity. So that's not only with yourself, but that's like with all the the other trainers that you're going through this together. This is your clients, but essentially realizing that like the suffering, like the suck, you know, in coaching, we talk about like embracing the stuck, like this is a shared human experience for everyone, whether it's moms and dads, it's grandparents. I mean, we're seeing the same photos online, right? Like people are meeting their grandkids through a window or, you know, they're having dates, but they're six feet apart and things like that. So Understanding that we're all going through this and that we're, we're in this together, I think is, is an important concept to, to realign ourselves. And then we've got obviously self-kindness. I think there's a lot of clients right now that are, that are beating themselves up because they're not doing as well as they were when they were with guys like us, right? Because I wasn't in the gym at 6.30 or I wasn't at my boot camp or I wasn't with my personal trainer after work. And so they think, well, because I don't have the equipment, because i don't have the accountability and the support i suck at life and then we spiral out of control right and so it goes from you know andrew was talking about earlier we're on one end of the spectrum of of defriending all of the the mass hysteria negativity to now we're on the complete other side of i was doing so well and now i'm doing nothing so i think being a little bit more kind to yourself uh, as a entrepreneur as a person in this field that we're hey we're, we're all learning this together and then last part i think probably one of the most part uh, important pieces here is this idea of mindfulness or just simply let's just calm down for a moment right here. Let's, let's take a non-judgmental, you know, essentially a receptive state where we're going to sit with what our thoughts are, what our feelings are and and how those all interact with our behaviors. So, you know, I don't want to go too meta on that, but I think it's important where we start thinking about, Hey, how how are we going to rebound? How are we going to make them? Let's just time out, man. Let's just take the time out. And I know at PN we talk about like never hitting the pause button and and always doing something I'm all about that but there is no shame in simply hitting the pause button right now gather yourself and go back to your situation where when you were first starting right and take a reflection and if that's at the end of the day if that's at the beginning of the day if that's just 5 minutes at lunch and being like okay let me think about where we're going what I'm doing and how all of this is making me feel because if we if we can't be aware we can't act so I, I would first start there. Go ahead.
2: I um, I love that because it's something I realized too, and, and and anyone who's listened to the podcast for a while is or has read some of my stuff know that I'm. It, it, productivity is cliche, but I, I definitely have pushed a message about you know spend less time consuming things, spend less time you know absorbing mindless television or what have you, and, and put more effort into your career. But you're right. I think it's really okay to put that stuff on pause. Um, I. Relentlessly consume audiobooks. I've really kind of chilled out on that. I'm barely driving anymore, so you know, I'm not doing can that. Talk much.
0: about like Tiger King. Like, well,
2: we- I, I'm not. I haven't even seen that. Everybody's freaking out about Tiger. I don't even know what the Surely fuck. Realize
0: that yeah. everyone needs to go watch Tiger King right now because then, like, then you'll like you'll, you'll I, talk about appreciating your situation like you gonna really appreciate life right now if you
2: watch. I started uh, watching through an old TV show that I love. I love the show Numbers and so I'm like partway through season two and I gave myself permission. Here's a key. I gave myself permission to turn around and just enjoy some mindless stuff because you can immerse yourself in it. It takes you out of the current climate of stress and the constant anxiety and we all have to just find ways to get through this. I think this is important too. A year from now, eighteen months from now, two years from now, we look back at this and go, "Holy fuck! Like, that was awful." We everything's okay. Uh, we got through it. You know, uh, economy rebounded to a certain degree, whatever uh, you know, whatever timeline that is, and we were okay. And uh, and professionally, I mean, I know there's a lot of people in in dire financial straits right now, and man, my heart hurts for those people, and I'm worried. But as a society, we will come out the other side of it. Okay, and I think you just have to say, all right, I just have to get through this day by day.
0: Well, and, and another piece to that, when I was, I'm going to use Costa Rica since it's top of mind, but there was a presentation on stress and people reaching out and p- meeting people where they're at. But I think a lot of the times in this situation, you can get people to acknowledge that it is hard and the things that they've done were really good. But like like Adam was saying, go back to that and just acknowledge that, This is where I'm at. This is how hard I work. It's really awesome that I did these things, but it's also awesome that we're here and I can kind of not even plateau, but just hang out here because I think a lot of people don't take the time to appreciate the fact that like it's always, it's not going to be linear. And this is a perfect example to test the waters on a situation that isn't perfect. Not to say this mimics real life, but in some, some form or fashion, this is a test for a lot of people.
2: This shit is real life because we're, we're, we're right in the middle of it right now, right? It's, it's unprecedented. I mean, we've never had something like this in our lifetime, but this is very fucking real.
1: Yeah. Well, And, I, and I, want, I want to bring that back to, like, if we go back to training, right, you know, we know linear periodization works until it doesn't. In real life, there's nothing linear about real life, right? So this is real life. Uh, you know, my, my financial investor or advisor called me and was like, hey, you good? And I'm like, well, clearly we're not. He's like, I just want to remind you, man, long term, think big picture, right? We, we always come back. Here, here's the 80 year prospectus, right? All these guys and I get it. Like, I'm not freaking out right now. But it's the same thing with training. Right, you things are going well. Things are going well. It's not going well right now. Okay, so let's cool. Let's readjust and then and change it. So, I think it's very real life, like you talked about, and we have already done elements of this in any. area of our life already we just have to take the time to chill out and actually oh yeah oh yeah that happened okay then i bounce back and and we're okay so obviously this is a different magnitude to see the bodybuilders here like i think the people that are freaking out the
0: most in the strength conditioning realm and the whatever you want to call this realm the meathead realm is all the bodybuilders are trying to figure out ways to keep the volume up and so i'm going to see what interesting ideas come out of this shit show like i i I, well mike had that something
2: that i've been saying on on my instagram and and i think this is important too and i want people to have real takeaways Uh, this is not the fucking time to be on the bleeding edge of your training and recovery stress okay your stress is a cumulative pool of physical and emotional and life stress and right now we're all running very hot on stress hormones so good, like normal training is actually a really important part of maintaining uh, immune health. But if we're on that bleeding edge of what we can recover from, and we already have all the stress we're trying to manage, then you're probably going to risk suppressing your immune function to a certain extent. And you're increasing the likelihood of injury because you're not able to recover as well. And right now, this is not the time I want to be trying to get into an ER with a serious injury. Okay? Like, fuck that. I
0: have
2: food, How you approach your trading volume right now. And now is not the time for aggressive progression. Now is the time for probably maintenance. Adam, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I I love that because... You know, I I volunteer at the college I'm at where I did my undergrad. I'm doing my PhD now and and I'm working with the football team and we're, we're realigning our training plan. You know, now we would be getting ready for spring ball and something we talked about on the meeting today was essentially we are going to take frequency over intensity throughout this entire process. So what was a normal off season program, it was three to four days, you know, hanging and banging weights, like 70 to five to 90 minutes is now going to be, you know, what we probably call in the field, like feeder sessions where, I'd rather get six or seven small micro dose sessions throughout the week and be consistent with that. Because like you said, stress, the allostatic load of everything else happening, you know, for me, like I still have classes, I'm in nine credits, and I'm working on my dissertation. And guess what, higher ed? Give zero cares. We're going to do this online and we're going to finish it. So now I've got to be able to f- manage that with two kids under the age of seven. My, my spouse is a professor, so she's managing that load. So, yeah, you're right. This is like seasons of life. What was an off-season? It might be in-season right now, and we're going we're gonna to lower the threshold, but we're going to be more consistent with that. And that's up to us as, as educators and, and fitness professionals of realizing it's okay to do less by doing more and spacing that out and bringing down that intensity and just let's start doing the things that we haven't had time for, right? Social distancing. Great. I, I put down 10 yards of mulch last weekend. And my wife decided to buy another 10 yards. Like I am outside <laughs> and I'm getting <laughs> broke off by a shovel and some, you know, chipped wood. So I'm not saying go that extreme, but.
0: We had that talk and we had a round table with like uh, Katie St. Pierre, um, Harold Gibbons and Rich Don Anyways you can use some of the like we call them home workouts and stuff but it's, it's a good time to work on stuff like position like your isometric holds, like tendon health especially for like athletes they can take this time to do the stuff that we know we tell them to do but <laughs> they never fucking do anyways but now they have nothing but time so it, it we talked about just reframing the purpose of the training sessions too because again they can't they have no excuses now and they probably still won't do it in quarantine but it might be an opportunity
1: Yeah, well, I mean, just like from a strength conditioning standpoint, you know, the school I'm at, it's it's a small division three school, it's almost 700 student athletes, we have got an awesome weight room, 18 racks, 25 yards of turf, but we're on we're an athletic factory. So our coaches can't and our athletes can't do extensive movement work, right. So whether you're following Charlie Francis, or whether you're looking at Altus Track and Field, hey, now we have the time to saying, all right, you have your backyard. Now let's do all the sprinting. Let's do all the movement work, the change of direction. Let's get better with our quality because you don't have another group of kids pushing you out of the way to the next zone. So I'm with you 100% is, is now we've actually treated this as, hey, this is now an extended summer. We now have the time. To do it, let's be great at it and because and, we don't have any excuses in that regard.
0: In, in some colleges, I'm sure, if they're banging heads with the coach and the coach wants them to go hard all year and you can't, you can't really have that opportunity to kind of do what you want, you almost get a forced deload for some of these people that may or may not be um, wrapping up the volume to, to, in the offseason when maybe they should be focusing on other stuff. So I don't know. I think, I think that there's not as much bad as people think in this, I guess we'll call it a struggle especially if you reframe it like smart coaches will figure out ways to get what they want. I think a lot of the times,
1: yeah, no, that's it. And that was actually one of the points I put down, you know, how how are you working through this? And it it all comes back to reframing is, is every, you know, Ryan holiday talks about it. The Stoics talk about it. Is it an obstacle or is it an opportunity? Right. And yeah, there are some things that are challenging, but then you just remind yourself, well, why is this here? Why is this happening? And then it gets you to think in a different direction. It gets you to be creative and start looking at things from a strengths perspective instead of a, a weakness or limitation. And then at the end of this, we're all going to be better because of this, right? So if if we've been a trainer or a coach and we've been very unidimensional with our approach, with our business, I, I, owned, I, I was co-owner of a gym for five years. And guess what? I realized that I'm very fortunate not to be part of that right now, but I'm also very fortunate of like... If we didn't do the things that we had to do, it probably wouldn't be still in its eighth year and systemized and replicated and still going strong and finding ways to continue to provide service. So it it comes down to reframing 100%. Well,
0: and Andrew is a perfect example. (laughs) I was watching, sorry, I was watching your social media in Costa Rica because I was like, I just need to keep up with everything. And like almost within two days, you had like a fucking home gym built, like you were ready to pivot. And I think a lot of the people who jumped on Some of those, I guess, actions early are probably going to be the ones that kind of see this through, at least in the acute, I guess, short term part of this, like without seeing huge financial drops, just because trainers are notorious for being really shitty with money. This is
2: the second time. This is the second time I've had to do a major pivot of my fitness career in almost a decade. Uh, And funny enough, you mentioned Ryan Hout. Uh, Holiday and uh, The Obstacles Away. So the first pivot, I was actually halfway through my original reading of The Obstacles Way. It's one of my favorite books, and I had dealt with a a lot of a very hostile working environment, and then some escalating harassment and a whole bunch of crazy shit at uh, a former employer. I won't name them. Uh, Anyone's in the know kind of can figure it out, but I want to be careful what I say. And there were some coworkers who were running for a while. Um, It was against the rules, but the company never dealt with them. Uh, A multi-level marketing, a very aggressive recruiting thing within the company. And of course, I was a vocal opponent of their behavior, and it had been very bad blood for a while. And eventually, they managed to manipulate some things and lie about some stuff and get me into some trouble and and get me suspended for a couple days. So ultimately, I realized this is not an environment I can stay in. I can't stay here. I'm too vulnerable. My livelihood, my clientele, are all tied to this company. So I gave it a few months, but at the end of the year, I decided that I was going to leave the company, and I had finished up all my obligations with every client that I worked with, and I started as an independent contractor at uh, Evolve, and it was great. And of course, what ended up happening, there was no consequence for this, but uh, you know, my clientele, they were free to decide what they wanted to do, and I didn't solicit anybody, but they just decided, well, we're free, and they just. A lot of them wanted to come with me, and so they followed. And then uh, I built up more and more clientele over time, and it's actually the best thing happened in my career. I was put in this very difficult situation. But if I'd wrote it out, who knows, maybe the next incident would have gotten me actually fired despite my track record and performance. And then I would have been vulnerable with, with no, op- no opportunity to rebuild um, with clientele and scramble. Now this, like you said, same thing. All of a sudden, I just had a feeling that shit, the government's going to force the gyms to close. What the hell do I do? So I scrambled, I reached out. Some people had some extra equipment that they weren't using or didn't need and they donated it to me. And I spent a couple grand on the pieces that I need. I set up a home gym and it's fantastic. And now that's an investment that I'll always have that to work in myself. I will always have it to, you know, train the occasional client in because of course I'm going to go back and be in the physical space that I usually am, uh, you know, as early as we're able to. But you're right. If you get paralyzed by fear of the unknown then you lose the opportunity to jump at something as quickly as possible say okay i have to pivot what are my options what is the opportunity within this and another thing that a lot of people are doing is they're shifting more online uh and people are making fun of it a little bit you know this this cliche everybody's now all of a sudden an online trainer but that's ridiculous we have all these great resources like the online trainer academy through uh the personal trainer development center john goodman stuff we've got uh Uh, Pro Coach, we've got PN, you've got uh, True Coach is a really good uh, thing that I really like a lot too. You have a lot of good resources out there to try to develop and build an online base. Now, we also have to factor in that, okay, not everybody all of a sudden has the money. A lot of industries have been heavily impacted by this, and they're not going to have the money to hire trainers. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try to put yourself out there because someone might really value this or your physical in-person clientele may want to shift to work with you online if you no longer can train them in person. So um, I think that this is one of the best places you can pivot your efforts right now is to go into the online sites.
0: Like there's a reason why Zoom stock went up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I think that if, if I don't want to say that everyone should embrace it because I think there's some people that probably shouldn't if they don't need to. But if you can kind of embrace some of these changes, you can start to see what works and what doesn't. And I think that that's what's going to come out of this is this advancement almost in ideas using technology to make money from fitness. Cause there's already been people who early adopters, like PN's a perfect example, um, pro coach or true coach. And anyways, there's a lot of online platforms that are doing it, but the individual trainer hasn't necessarily looked into doing stuff on their own. So I'm actually kind of excited to see what comes out of this. Even like a local gym, Jesky's place, they're doing like Instagram live workouts and they're charging people and like all their members that weren't there just doing it at home. And like, you could do that, after this quarantine, when you have your gym open, because it's a good way to make money with the space that you already have, where there's a lot of gyms that have empty space making zero dollars and they still have that overhead. So it, it, I think that this could be huge.
2: So Adam, what do you think is the, the medium term and long term outlook on the fitness industry? How do you think we come back from this?
1: Well, I think I might throw one in there between short and medium. I think what we need what I would encourage and recommend as an industry is stop or at least consider the, the idea of providing short-term relief by workouts of the day, by grease board, whiteboard. Here's what you need now. It is a very real thing right now. We need to remember the services we provide are progressions, their curriculums, their medium to long term. And so I was a big fan of it, right? Last week, two weeks, like, oh, this is a new one each day, right? Like maybe I'm in my own reload and I need a little bit of a shakeup and okay. But we've got a lot of people that we're making progress on what we're doing. We have to start thinking now in bigger chunks, right? There, you know, I just got our governor in, in Massachusetts. School is out till May. Well, we're online. This could go through the summer. So how are we evolving there? So I think that would be step number one is, Yes, be aware of the short term and then now, but start planning for the long term. And I think going from that is don't be afraid to try all of the things right now because when, you know, like Dean talked about, zoom is really awesome and there's also a lot of other great tools out there and there's going to be opportunities to try them all out and figure it out so when your business gets to that next level and when it succeeds because that's what you will do right we're all passionate productive people we will find a way if our family depends on us we will find a way to make money and keep going so not being afraid to try these things and i think even more long term is to continue to be yourself and continue to offer what you have offered already and be in the spot that your clients are in. And, and so what I mean by that is it can be very easy. The, the word of the day or the, the week or crisis is, is pivot. We have to pivot and change direction, but we don't lose sight of like our own compass. And, and when I talk to teams and I'm working as a strength condition conditioning coach, like we're, we're resting on leadership we're resting on our seniors, you have to be the compass for the culture. People are going to look to you for what did you do when this happened? How are you doing it now? And what are you learning from this experience when you you get back that? Because I hate hate to think about like all the past, but bad things happen so good things can prosper, right? At some point, people decided that car seats for kids were a good idea. Why do you think that was, right? In New York City, right, fire escapes. Now they have to be out there. Why do you think that is? So we have all these precautions and, and, and airline safety because things happen. And we're going to learn from that. So I know, I know I went on a little bit of a spectrum there and I, and I hope I wasn't out, but hey, let, let's, let's plan for a longer period of time with our training programs, right? Let's really put this into perspective, whether it's periodization, whether it's cycling, whether it's just, hey, let's start thinking about a goal from 6, 8, 10, 12, 16 weeks from here. And let's reverse engineer that. Try the things, embrace all the free education that's out there. When you have time, don't just fill up all your time with all of that. Because like you said, you need some time to decompress. And just remember that, like, how much better we are going to be because of this, whether that's our investments, whether that's our services and offerings, and whether that's if we've been, you know, a little, I've only done this, and now I'm trying to do all of these other things, we start getting if it's multiple sources of revenue, multiple networks and social supports, like we've connected, I'm looking forward to stay in touch, because you bring up Mike Nelson and Ben in Costa Rica, and then you guys are, you know, a little bit north of Calgary. And I'm like, all right, so there's a lot of good things happening here, like, Be more receptive to that. I think that's huge.
0: And the one thing I want to touch on, and we talked about this in the round table, is like when after this one week free home workout phase and the fun, I don't want to say fun, but that period's gone, the people who are going to do well, it's not going to look too much different than what they were doing. It's just going to be modifications to whatever exercise selection. But like periodization is still a thing. Linear programming still works. You can still layer those things on in a home workout program. And I think that like you said, you still have to be yourself. You still have to kind of hone in on the foundation that got you there because it, it, it's just a little bit different, but it's still the same. But, um,
2: <laughs> I didn't have anything to jump in and add, so no. It, <laughs>
0: what, just- it, we, we, we nailed it, like we're done. Like, that's how you, you, you survive the apocalypse. <laughs>
2: you know what's funny is, busy even having this conversation soothes my soul a little bit and makes me feel better. And I think we don't want to go out and search for information that, uh, you know, uh, conforms to our biases or, or is factually incorrect about what's going on. But I think at the same time, like I said earlier, you've got to detach from this fear and hysteria and you've got to be careful with media and you have to be very careful with social media and who ultimately you're listening to because at a certain point, once you have the facts about the reality, then continuing to immerse yourself in all this negativity is going to do immeasurable harm to your your emotional health. And I think we should probably go back to that, Adam. I want to get your thoughts on what you think are going to be the, the mental health costs and risks yeah. here, managing that stuff. So, but to the, to the coaches listening and to the enthusiasts listening, guys, just please be really careful about what you're exposing yourself to right now, because you can drown in this and you can drown in a way that it's going to be really hard to dig yourself back out. So Adam, what do you think people should do to be on guard about their emotional health and to uh, come up to their side? Okay.
0: Well, and to add to that too, because we were talking about this before, mental health aspects. I want you to talk about the athletic part about it. Cause we do have strength coaches listening to this and I think that they're going to be in similar situations and they may not have thought about the things you were talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. know, uh, obviously a, a great, area to explore here. And, and when we were talking, when we first got on was this idea of, you know, accepting what's outside of our control. I think, you know, right now, again, we're talking a lot about, you know, our, our spheres of control and it's, it's not a, an instant process, right? There are going to be a lot of things that we may have felt that we have been in control of. And now we feel that it's not, but I think going through that and at PN, we talk about this process of noticing and naming, right? This awareness process of, of noticing what comes up to you, you know, both cognitively, emotionally, and physically, and naming what that is and, and, and how it makes you feel or how it makes you act. So I think, I think that's a part of the process. And being okay with letting go, right? Uh, I think a lot of the times in our development as coaches or athletes or trainers or, or clients, whatever we may be, is we, we, we're in this rhythm, we're very rigid, and this is the way it's always been done. And, and when I talk to athletes about like routines, right? Like pre-performance routines or just this idea of, I, I did a workshop yesterday with the Buffalo Bills on, on habit development. And I, I want these aspects of our life to be like an old school ice cube tray. I, I don't know if you guys have fancy refrigerator or freezers, and, you know, you just, put, I don't, right? I, I'm old school, still got the, you know, put it in the, the tray and that's it. But what I like about those is it gives me what I want is the ice cube, but it needs to be two things. It needs to be firm. So I need to have structure. I need to have some element of normalcy, whatever that is, how we choose to define it. But it's also got to be flexible enough so I can actually get the ice cubes out. Mm -hmm. And I think when we focus so much on the spectrum of like, no, it's got to be this, it's got to be the routine. We're sticking to the script. We talk about mental health. Now, again, we have anxiety, right? Now we have the, the states of apprehension and tension and negative emotion. So what then became a, a, a state is now becoming trait. It's now be, was acute, now becomes chronic, which then it's a giant cycle like you had talked about, Andrew, of just affecting other areas of our life. So it's it's be firm, find some rigidity to your routine and to your structure, but also be okay with being okay, right? At PN, we talk about progress. You're not going to get perfection. I'm going to want the person, I think it was uh, Moneyball, if you guys saw the movie, with Brad Pitt, right? Great book. But you know, they were ahead of their time. They were looking at like, does the dude get on base? Like, I'm not worrying about dingers. I'm not worrying about what is his on base percentage. And I think that's how we, we should start looking at things is reframing what is success for us and how can I make the most of that now? And so to go back to the whole idea of mental health, it's it's realizing what's outside of your control and reclaiming what is in within your control and, and taking the time, not only for, yourself, but the people around you, because how you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself and the, the behaviors and actions you do because of that, it doesn't just affect you. We are all now in quarantine. So if I don't get my head right, that affects my wife and that affects my kids and vice versa. And so it's, it's really taking a, a step back and acknowledging all that because, you know, in psychology, there's this, this, you guys have heard it, this cognitive triangle, right? Thoughts affect feelings, feelings affect behaviors, behaviors, and it's a constant cycle. And so go back to the pause button, hit it real quick, find out what has been going well, what's not going well, and what are we going to do different and establish those check-ins with yourself, establish these, these new ideas and, and not being afraid of, of veering away, but going in the right direction where you want to go. So I'll, I'll pause there. Cause I, I think we can go in a lot of directions, but uh, you know, not getting crazy about it, just simply adjusting and adapting as needed.
2: I just want to jump on the money ball thing. Um, anyone who has Adam
1: he loves baseball,
2: well, I was, just was that saying, a
1: good reference? If, if I botched it, man, I'm, I,
2: I apologize. So, uh, you know, if anyone, you know, hasn't seen Moneyball, but you're sort of curious, it's it was made in 2011. And one of the guys who is a, not a famous baseball player, but he's sort of a, a perfect example of a Moneyball thing where he's a good on-base guy, was Scott Hatterberg, who was this guy who was a fringe guy by the, the old assessments. Anyway, he was played by Chris Pratt before Chris was actually famous for the guardians of the galaxy and all these other sort of things so if you want to go back and watch it you'll see chris pratt in there is this this guy who was actually a pretty good ball player he just wasn't highly valued under the old metrics anyway so just- yeah and then
0: he was good right it, i have to watch that was like one of my favorite movies too like i love the idea behind it what's the equivalent of getting on base for nutrition
1: show up so, honestly yeah like show up. I mean, everybody's, my, my wife got interviewed yesterday for a, a sports performance company and they're just like, you know, have you thought of, do you have a new breakfast? Do you have a new routine? You know, what has changed? And for us it's very easy nutritionally to eat all the things that we normally don't buy. Right. Because maybe that's all it's in the freezer. Right. Like we went to a grocery store yesterday cause we had to, and a lot of frozen potato products, mm-hmm. or I can look for the things that is our staples in my routine that was there when I was not in a pandemic and it's there when it is. And so I think what's getting on base, man, you gotta show up to play and you can't make excuses of, well, things are different now. There's no doubt, but different is is now and we have to find a way to adjust. We can't make excuses for that.
2: I have a feeling people are gonna kind of veer in one of two directions. Uh, during you know quarantine or whatever we're all living with right now is one is they're going to be thrifty and they're going to say okay like I loaded up I didn't hoard but I loaded up a little bit on extra oatmeal which I like every day and you know things like rice and I, I don't eat out a whole lot anyway but I mean there's none of that right now you know it's home cooked meals and my nutrition is pretty much stable. I didn't go and buy a shit ton of snacks and then eat them all within three days, which of course, I think some people are genuinely doing. There's a lot of jokes about that. And I didn't go and buy a whole bunch of alcohol. And there's some arguments over essential businesses staying open and people are freaking out and arguing over like liquor stores staying open and they're talking about, well, you get alcohol, literally alcohol. It's a whole different discussion. But I, I do have a thought that maybe right now, binge drinking isn't a good choice to deal with. The current situation you're hiding from the reality and it's only going to pay up where,
0: where does bins drinking fit on the statistic board <laughs> wait, wait. That i don't know okay. I, I i think
2: we all have to be all about where we spend our money and for me especially i mean i've got a liquor cabinet full of booze and i i, I touch it gradually but i have no intentions of getting into it because i, I don't want to be spending money on that right now i want to make right. sure i can spend money on the things that matter and As scary as it is, I also, I look at my clients who are supporting me because a lot of them actually are comfortably employed, but there are definitely some other ones that are losing their jobs. I want to be able to turn around and support some of the small businesses that I like when I have the opportunity coming out the other side of this because I'm a small business. And if I am not trying at least a little bit to support them, well, do I really have the right to expect people to turn around and support me? And it goes back to what Adam was saying before about, you know, people still paying uh you know for you know, the gymnastic gym there are places like jujitsu studios they were fucked on day one of this one but any small gym and, and the saying has been going around it's definitely true if you want your gym to still be there when this is all over don't cancel your membership mm-hmm. yeah. hmm? uh, anyway I and mean, we don't even know what what kind of timeline we're on but I am a little worried about some, you know, parts of our, our industry. I'm worried about some of the gym uh, b- businesses, the the mom and pop shops. I just hope everybody comes out of it. I know that the rest oh God, the restaurant industry, oh my god, they're in trouble. <laughs> Fuck. I, I think a lot of big businesses will be fine, but I am worried a little bit about this. So you also want to look at, okay, what are the places you really like? There's a little sandwich shop here in Edmonton, I like Fife and Deckel. And I'm gonna make sure that once this is all up and running again, I'm gonna be going in there and buying stuff from them.
0: I wanted, I wanted to ask Adam this because you mentioned the Buffalo Bills, but like, and I, I know some speed coaches who are dealing with like Olympic athletes. What, what's what's going to happen here with some of these like college athletes? And we were talking about high school athletes and college athletes that are going to miss their season. Like, what do you think the long term effects of this stuff are going to be? And like, is there a way to kind of mitigate some of this damage that's potentially happening? with? We'll, we'll use mental health, for example,
1: because yeah. of the situation. So I, th- I think what's really unique right now, we went from canceling all, let's say NCAA sports, right? So, so the national governing body in college athletics in the States, everything was canceled to now they're offered another year of eligibility, okay, which is great. However, we, we still haven't thought about how that's going to look. So to play this out mentally health wise, right? We've got a couple of fifth years that are coming back for football, but they're gonna be graduating already. So now do they enroll in another degree program? What happens if they wanted to get on with their job, right? My commencement for my graduation now gets moved to either August or October. Well, what happens if people want to move on, right? So I think mentally, are we providing enough service? I know at the beginning of our year, we didn't have enough counselors on campus. We We had a tragedy on campus and we didn't have enough help there. Do we have resources? Do we have outlets? Are we going to capitalize on social media right now? So from a strength conditioning standpoint, we're all famous. We're all famous of seeing other famous people post all the things that they're doing and their in their week seven highlight videos and, and the chains and the bands and the tires and all that stuff. But what about everybody else are the nutrition coaches going to come out and continue to offer services are the sports psychology coaches are the psychologists are the counselors going to come out as well so the ramifications could be exponential because guys we know and if you're listening to this it doesn't take much to get in shape or to stay in shape and there's a lot of other variables that we can play but you know strength will stick around for about 30 days you know conditioning will stick around for about 30 days speed and power that's going to drop off a little bit earlier so Coaches are going to find different methods to keep that, but I'd be playing the long game. I'd be playing the whole entire game here. I'd be thinking mentally. I'd be thinking emotionally. i think socially. Everything we talk about at PN with our deep health model, you're going to have, you got Olympians right now that are getting postponed. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like to, to have a quadrennial plan right now just shatter. And all right, now we have to go through everything in and, and repeat. So I don't have the answers. I wish I did. I'm one Um, one piece of a puzzle that deserves to be solved. And and I think we've all got to look uh, holistically here and look at all the variables at play.
0: I think that's the main thing though, is, is not to say that it fits my bias, obviously, but, that we need to look at all the stuff, not just zoom in on like, oh my God, speed's going to drop off. Oh my God, you can't get this training plan in. It's like start to set up. And this, this goes for anyone, nutrition coaches, behavior coaches, fucking fitness trainers, like start planning for some of the stuff that's going to pop up by using your brain with all the stuff we know anyways in, in the current time when we're training people and kind of just blow that up and just account for it. Because if you don't think about that, those are the coaches that may not do well post- Quarantine. You know what I mean? Like they just have that narrow, narrow vision of it all.
2: Here's a, a thought for anyone who likes reading. Uh, it sort of popped in my mind earlier because I saw someone mention the phrase. Uh, the book, uh, Nass- Nassim Nicholas Taleb's book, Black Swan, really good idea to read right now. I think I'm going to go back to it because what he's talking about with black swans are literally these unprecedented, and unpredictable events. Uh, this is a black swan, the very definition of it. So it gets you sort of in the philosophy of how to navigate these sort of things. So I'm going to go back and check that book out again because I think the timing's excellent.
1: Is that different than the movie?
2: A you totally know? different concept. Okay. than okay. Yeah.
1: The uh, movie was like a ballerina, right? I remember.
2: Martin's movie. Like, okay. Are you, are you okay. familiar with Taleb's writing? I,
1: I'm not, but I'm going to put it on my list. Cause obviously we've got time. It's, so. it'll be list, but it's very difficult. It's
2: for anyone who is listening. Uh, So Clabb is an author. He's a pompous ass who loves to let you know that he is more intelligent than you are. But he's also a really brilliant author with really incredible ideas. His book, Anti-Fragile, is fantastic. Uh, Fooled by Randomness, Skin in the Game is the new one, and then Black Swan. So he's got four big ones. And yeah, they're heavier reading for sure. If you're someone who's kind of on the... uh, the level of likes to read a lot of books with swearing in the title, like uh, obviously the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And if that's kind of the level you're functioning at, Black Swan won't work for you. But if you've taken that that entry-level book and you've stepped into things like uh, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, or if you've ever done, uh, what is it, Thinking Fast and Slow, these kind of books, you can handle Taleb's writing. Just be prepared for the fact that the guy is a pompous jackass, but he's a very good writer. I
0: don't, That's a like a, that's a pretty good sales pitch. I like it. That should be your train. That, that's like your training fitness. Like you're a pompous jackass, but you're, you're good at training. <laughs>
2: There's plenty of those out there.
0: Um, sh- should we? How much time do you got left, Andrew?
2: I have ten minutes. Uh, not even. I have eight minutes.
0: Let Let a- ask him the. What's the question? You sorry, Adam. I, I forgot. We we pivoted from our old question on how many books we've read, and Andrew instead just gave his own book.
1: Well, but, uh, this is the definition of life right now, right? Yeah, you have a plan well, and it changes. You gotta adapt. For, it
0: for a month and I forget <laughs> it. we am
1: also starting on
2: asking it because we sort of delved into it, but I, I guess it's relevant. And the question that goes out to our, our guests now is like, what do you do with your spare time to kind of step away from work and step away from stress or to de-stress? Uh, but obviously that paradigm has shifted a little bit, but I suppose is a, still a valid question. And what are you doing right now for yourself to manage the anxiety and the stress of, of what we're all experiencing?
1: I think that's a very valid, appropriate question right now. And one thing I want to challenge all the listeners, if you're still with us, and something that was really one of the first lessons I, I kind of anchored down to when I became part of the PN family as a client and as a student and then a coach and now you know, part of the curriculum team is everything that we've said yes to over time we've also said no to something or many other things. And, and I really anchor down to that because my life has been a hundred plus miles an hour. You know, for the last almost three years, I've been working full-time, I've been going to school full-time, I've been parenting full-time and spousing full-time. I've overcome mono for my second time, I got pneumonia at the same time. And, and I don't wear that as a badge of like, hell yeah, we're grinding, right? Like, there's, you know, get to the edge. But I've said a lot of things. No, I've said no to a lot of things. And that might have been time with others. That may have been projects. That might have been relationships and emails. So for me, and this is is my message for everybody, is don't rush to fill all the time with something else. Like, if you haven't been bored, be bored. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, if you haven't watched Mindless TV, watch Mindless TV. And don't rush to fill it up with all of the other things because you've said yes to a lot of things. Now, why don't you say yes to the other things? So tie that into what I'm saying yes now. I just spent the last three hours building a basketball hoop for my kids. Like, all right, this is a good opportunity to get outside more. I'm outside a lot more. I'm getting things done around the house, but I'm also more intentful and purposeful with the time I have with the people I love because my life has been all gas and no breaks for three years. And I have accepted that I don't have to commute to school anymore. I have accepted that I don't have to be in meetings all over campus and I'm enjoying it. And I, I'm being very purposeful with the people around me. So I'll do that. And I'm training a lot more. I'm shorter. It's more frequent, but it's, it's a lot more consistent because I've got a pretty awesome garage gym. I'm proud of. So I think
2: you also just highlighted something that is relevant right now to what I said earlier. It's, you know, if you had mono twice and you know, developed pneumonia because you're, running that much effort and, and obviously the stress that comes with it, then I suspect, I mean, anecdotally, but I suspect that you probably ran down your immune system to the point you're more susceptible to these things. And again, I really hope that everybody takes away from this. We are going to go through a stressful time for a while and it's going to be worse for others, especially people who are under financial duress right now. Mm-hmm. So be very thoughtful about the physical stress you're placing on your body with your training efforts too. And Uh, I I saw this recently again this this extra stress like I said earlier it interferes with our ability to decide to do the the harder tasks versus default to the very easy stuff like being in front of television and scrolling social media so if you want to break that if you feel anxiety about not being productive you're just going to make it worse instead just pick something that matters don't put too much pressure on yourself. Pick something that matters and then allot some time to it and then sit down. That's how I got back to writing. I lost two weeks of any sort of productive writing. And you can cherry pick something that's really, truly important while, like you said, not trying to do it all. And I think right now is the worst time to try to do it all or to put that pressure on yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think what's awesome about that is, you know, you can use like the Pomodoro technique where, you know, you or cluster your, your workload or, you know, James Clear talks about it, like break it up into the two minute rule. So if there's something that you want to get back to, set, a, set a, a deliberate timer for X amount of minutes and do it. And then that's it. And don't put any more pressure on yourself to keep doing it. But if you're in the zone, if, if you enter what we call flow state, right, and things are rolling, uh, keep it at, keep at it and keep moving. But I, I love that because we want to focus on doing all the things we haven't been able to that's not making it any better either. So be a little bit more mindful with what you choose and how long you do it. And we're going to be okay.
0: I was in a flow state watching Tiger King for sure.
1: <laughs> Gotta hear. I keep hearing about this Tiger King when, it, when I make some time, maybe we'll check it out.
0: Like it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like if you, if you're going to watch it, like, and you're going to just dabble in it, just be prepared to like watch 10 seconds or like two minutes of it. You're going to be stuck. To just plan for it, and don't let your kids watch it. <laughs> um Okay, where that was that was my plug for Tiger King. Where, where can our audience find you, and kind of where where do people consume the work you're putting out there?
1: Hey, I wanted this was awesome, guys. I, you know, a lot, especially now with as much information out there. It's nice to just be in a situation where we're just hanging and just talking. You know, I think I think in the industry So I appreciate you guys very much. I look forward to this coming out, but. But you know, personal, yeah. Uh, social media, like I'm on Facebook. Uh, Dean, I had to get rid of a couple guys to get back on that. So got some hate mail. <laughs> like I told you about, uh, Instagram, AE fight, Twitter, Adam underscore fight. I'm not on there a lot just because, uh, you know, a lot of things are happening. I'm trying to be a little bit more deliberate with my time. Uh, my website's adamfight.com, but you know, putting out a lot of great content at precisionnutrition.com. And, you know, for all the, the, fit pros out there like stay with the you know health and fitness coalition.com a lot of great experts out there you know uh online training academy we've got trainer Rise, we had dr michael treves and some experts from pn so there's a lot of, i think bj fogg's going on there so tiny habits just a lot of great things there but if you're in the pn community you know just uh tag me in the facebook group and i'd love to chat and connect so appreciate all of you and i appreciate the opportunity to spend with you today
0: yeah. Thanks for coming out. We totally like, we freeballed this, but it was, it was good because I think that we all need to get stuff off our chest right now. So it's perfect. We just did it on your podcast and we just asked your opinion.
2: And I'll, I'll say this to anyone who's, who's listening to this uh, guys. Now would be a really great time to reach out to me and Dean and touch base and, and let us know how you're doing. Uh, even if you've never messaged before, I got a message yesterday from uh, one of our listeners and, uh, and they're saying that they really appreciate the fact that we're doing these because it let, gave them something to do. Some of you guys have more free time now. Uh, take your mind off of things. And, and give us, uh, A, certainly feedback, but uh, just let us know what, what you want us to deal with for the next little bit. Because I don't want the next, you know, five to ten episodes to be entirely about what we're dealing with. But at the same time, I think it, it's relevant. It's top of mind. And like I said at the start, if you're someone who's found this as sort of an archived episode, you're going through them much, much later on as this has passed. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to revisit it, just to not take for granted what we are dealing with right now. Because, I mean, hopefully in a lifetime, we never see anything like this ever again, but but the possibility exists. So I think, like we talked a lot about in this episode, if you think about ways to make your your income, your business more robust and resilient against black swan type events of this nature, then you can probably deal with this or a similar situation if it happens in the future, God forbid. Cool. So thanks for being with us. We really appreciate you guys uh, patronizing us uh, for this long. I and mean, this is episode 132, if I've counted correctly, and we've been doing this quite a long time now.
1: Going to put in a plug right now. This Perfect. is the first one during this crazy time, right? first yep. podcast. Well, I think we yeah, should revisit first. this yeah. and let's all get back and talk about when, it, when this thing passes, whenever it does think about, Hey, what did we talk about today? And and let's recap, let's watch, let's be the Monday morning quarterback and see what happened.
2: Absolutely. I know you're, you're, you're going to be coming back on the on the podcast for sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, for everybody who's listening, Again, we don't often say this either, but uh, right now, share this with someone who's in your world, especially if you've got a, a personal trainer or a coach or an enthusiast who may be having a really rough time through all this stuff. Uh, a lot of our resources, a lot of our episodes <clears throat> with great people like Abe, we recently had Krista Scott Dixon. And you know, Krista's ideas are good for any stage of your career, any state of our world. You know she 's brilliant she 's just an amazing person you, you work with her so you you know, you know what you 're dealing she's
1: with. she 's my coach she 's brought me up the ranks all the way from uh, from the bench to, to where we 're playing now, so very thankful to have her in my life
2: she is spectacular so and then hopefully I think our next episode um, will be with your also your coworker Craig Weller who i 'm looking forward to kind of getting to know a little bit. And uh, and then we've just arranged, <clears throat> I just got word during this, we'd arranged Mark Fisher, like I mentioned, but I'm uh, gonna have Mark Fisher and Chad Landers together, and they're buddies. Oh, nice. Are nice. Uh, and I, I actually, Chad, Chad has become a good friend of mine. He's a gym owner in LA, and obviously his gym, uh, Push Private Fitness is can't be open, and Mark's, uh, Mark Fisher Fitness <laughs> has got to close, and New York City is actually getting hit really, really hard with this right now. And I'm really grateful to get those two guys on here because I want to hear what they have to say because these are also two of the most positive and charismatic people in our industry. So don't think this just affects the little guys. I and mean, there's some some guys who have got brand names and they've established that uh, they're dealing with the same sort of shit we are. Anyone who owns a, a physical gym, you look at a guy like Luca hosovar we, we had on recently. Luca's unbelievable person. It's not cheap. And what's that?
0: Rent isn't cheap in New York.
2: No. And, and, you know, Luca's got his facility, Vigor Ground, uh, just outside of Seattle. And of course, he can't be open right now either. Washington State is another one of the places getting hit really hard with this stuff. And all these guys, they're in the same boat as a lot of the rest of us, right? Their, their main source of income are, are shut down temporarily for an unknown amount of time. That's stressful. So, but it's also worth looking back at why these people have done really well for themselves for this long and why they will survive this stuff so hopefully you stick around and stay tuned next few weeks and and we'll get some more great episodes uh, your guys way thanks for tuning in Shut
0: shut up and sit down